This is the Mark D Show, hosted by a guy who played a decent game of Big Brother. Now here he is, Mark of BBCan7. Hello, hello, hello. It is Mark D with another episode of the Mark D Show, podcasting about Big Brother. Big Brother Canada Season 8 has started and we have so much to cover. On the last episode of the Mark D Show, we did a BBCan8 cast assessment where I was joined with Sam of BBCan7 and here's some of what we had to say about the cast. I'm curious what Michael would do. He might be like an Adam. He could be torn between both and then ultimately be loyal to the guys. Honestly, if Min Lee and Nico get into a showmance and make it to final two, I'll move to a Franciscan monastery and become head chef. Now, to hear the rest of that episode, go to my social media, The Mark D Show. The link is over there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to my podcast on Google, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search The Mark D Show. Now, I'll be releasing a new episode every Sunday during the season, recapping the past week's events in the house, and I'll also be chatting about each player's game. Just a heads up, this episode does contain spoilers. We talk about who the HOH is, we talk about who the HOH put up on the block, and we also talk about who was picked for the veto. With all this being said, I am so excited to be joined with fellow house guest and the founding father of the Pretty Boys, Adam the Marine Pike. Adam, how you doing, man? Good, man. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're talking a quick recap of the past week. Lots to talk about. And then we're going to go through each player, break down an analysis of what they're doing right in the game, what they're doing wrong, and what they would need to do to improve their standing in the house. So to... Go over the events of what happened last week. Oh my gosh, two episodes, and we have for the second time in history a self eviction. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, what do you think about that? Nico just decides to up and self evict within a day of the actual votes happening. The votes most likely were him going home, but what do you think about that? So, honestly, at first I thought maybe something happened when I first heard about it, like family, and like that's understandable, but. Watching it back and seeing that he basically just gave up is kind of just like kicking the nuts to all the Pig Brother fans that have been trying out for years and would basically give up their life to get in this house. So for him to just give up like that, I don't really support that. I think he could have probably swayed the votes if he even tried. To me, it didn't even look like he tried. He just quit and I'm not for it. Yeah, it seemed like there was obviously some inner turmoil that like hit him right when he entered the house. We all know how crazy of a mindfuck that house is. But yeah, it, it hurts in knowing that there are people that are like, oh, I wish I could have taken that spot. Yeah, I know a lot of people that's been trying out and they probably would be very good on that show, right? So it sucks for those people, right? So the first episode, we see all the guests going to the house. We got the bios, pretty much your standard first episode, just sort of getting acquainted with all the different house guests. And then we see that there's a twist. There is no HOH the first week. Four people are nominated by Canada just due to the lack of votes to be put up on the block, if you will. So Canada has been voting the whole week before, and they decide that these four people should go up on the block. And those four people are Nico and Chris, and the two girls are Suzanne and... Minley, yeah. So there's two competitions. The first competition is... The Endurance, and they're basically holding off a car and the last person basically wins the game. It sucks for those four people to have the least amount of votes, but like with me in my season, everybody hated me at the start of the season, but towards the end, everybody loved me. So I wouldn't take it to heart that much because I do think that those players, as the season goes on, they will get loved a lot more by Canada. But It's obviously a big blow coming in and, you know, you've got this massive ego trip. You're running in, you're running on cloud nine, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, actually, Canada doesn't really like you. You're like, what? It is a big slap in the face for sure, but people are just going off by their interviews and whatnot, and Canada probably do like them. It's just, you know, they just never had enough votes from their province. Like, they're not from Newfoundland, so they're definitely not going to get... They're not from Newfoundland. They're not, they're not <laughs> Getting all the votes exactly right. So we find that Min Lee, of all people, wins that competition. <laughs> yeah, 
that was pretty impressive. I was not expecting that. The boys are definitely not anything like Adam Pike, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right off the hop, we don't have a Marine. I mean, we have Michael, but we're going to get to Michael in a bit. And then we get to the second part of the comp. So right now, Min Lee has kept herself safe. And then we're on to the second comp, which is a mental comp. They have to remember certain things from like a showcase, if you will. So the producers put Michael and Madeline in a showcase and they label them the showmans. Boom, massive target. Sucks for them. Yeah, they yeah. put John Luke in a floater showcase. Oh my God. And you know what? Nico almost won that comp. I know. I remember in our season when I, I kind of went to before, you're thinking about it. He did the exact same thing. I think he was on the right answer and then something told him, nope. Switched over, and man, like, that's the big blow. We could have had a massively different narrative had he just won and still been safe in the house. Maybe he wins HOH and something happens. That's the thing, right? Like, if he would have won that competition, he wouldn't have quit. He still would have been in there. But, like, who's to say the next week if he went on the block, is he going to quit again? Right. There's just so much unknown. And so we find that Chris wins that one, the brain transformation specialist from Markham, Ontario. <laughs> I gained a lot of respect for Chris watching him go through his pre-competition ritual that he was doing. And, you know, he's kind of asking himself off, telling himself he was going to win. He pulled through. You used to do things like that as well. You would like chill by the bathtub in the HOH. Yes, exactly. I would kind of just put myself in that mindset that I was going to win every single time, and most times it worked out. And the times it didn't, you were off by milliseconds, so I hold your head high for that. So Chris wins the second comp, which means we are now down to Suzanne and Nico basically battling it out for votes. Right away off the bat, Suzanne left a better impression in the house socially with Nico. It looks pretty much like Suzanne was going to stay regardless. The big question amongst people was, what happens if it's a tie vote? 7-7, seven, seven, who is the deciding vote but we didn't really get that far because nico was obviously going through some things we don't know exactly what and eventually he just decides to uh, self-evict maybe there was another twist maybe canada was voting again who knows Yep, you know what? That could be very possible. We'll never know. It'll be stuck between the producers, and that's about it. And then in the second episode, we see alliances starting to form. We see the evictors. That is John, Luke, Rianne, Michael, and Maddie. So a bunch of people from BC and then the Ontario girl. And Michael and Maddie are forming something, a little something, something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I, I think Chris kind of likes Maddie a little bit too. But I think Chris likes Rianne, and he likes... All the girls. This is my first year watching the live feeds, and there's a lot going on. It's, it's hard to keep track of it. There's like 55 alliances right now, I think. Yeah, it's my first time really properly watching live feeds as well, and it's like, was our season that complex? I don't think it was. I thought our season was pretty basic, but like... Which is why production loved us. Production loved our season. It's like, all right, well, it was a very easy storyline to write. However, you know, you go with this storyline, it's like, okay, so we've got the Victor's Alliance, but then we've got Chris, who just won HOH. We should probably talk about that as well. So Chris wins HOH. The HOH is a very standard, quick HOH where you just jump on a trampoline and then you got to throw the basketball kind of reminds me of BBUS competitions where anybody can win, you know? Yes, it's a crapshoot, which in all fairness is really how the game should be played because then it's really up to your social game to figure out, oh shoot, how am I going to make nice with the HOH? But yeah, Chris wins, and what do we think about Chris? We're going to start analyzing the players right now because uh, Chris is in a very interesting spot. He's got his HOH suite, there's actually cupboards in there, which is nice because last time we had to like just stuff everything all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> leave them in our bags and everything. But Chris doesn't really have any real strong alliances. What's going on with Chris, uh, Adam? I hear that him and Kyle have this thing together, and like they're talking about, oh, it's going to be the next Adam and Dane. A couple of the guys are saying that's going to be Pretty Boys 2.0, but they're going to be better. But the thing is, what I'm seeing on the live feeds is all of those guys are just talking shit about each other. They're also going around and forming other alliances with other people. And within time, all of this is going to catch up on them. And I do think a lot of people are kind of on to Chris, and I don't think he's really using his HOH the best way he can. True, and I, I don't think he really understands how much Kyle is actually sewering his game. So, yeah, like you said, you're watching the live feeds. Chris and Kyle are, like, broing down hard, and Kyle's just telling Chris everything he wants to hear. Yeah, it's going to be like a Dane Adams situation. We're going to rock it all the way to the end. You know, we're just going to trade off comps. So Sheldon's in that conversation as well. But really, when Kyle goes out, he is sewering the living beans out of Chris. And, like, yeah, we talked a lot of smack between us, the pretty boys, but never that early in the game. We had a lot, a lot of respect and love for each other. 
we plan things. If I said something about you, I would basically run to you and be like, listen, Mark, I said this. You're going to hear about it, but we're solid. But the boys are not doing that, and it's going to get to the point that if they keep doing what they're doing, it's going to be a big battle. So it'll be interesting to watch. They won't be sweeping the season, but it'll be interesting to watch for sure. Which is kind of sad because if Chris and Kyle and Sheldon and Michael all could work together, they could technically be a Pretty Boys 2.0, but there's way too much damage done, and we're already uh, one weekend. Yeah, one weekend, and Sheldon has no loyalty to that. Kyle has no loyalty to that. Michael has no loyalty to that. They all have their own alliances that they're loyal to right now. So there's not going to be no Pretty Boy 2.0. No, and if by some fluke they have to get through the game and maybe later on team up, it'll never be the same effect. Nope, the Pretty Boy's legacy will remain the legacy that it did. Exactly. So Chris ends up nominating Hira and Brooke. He tells the entire house, and he thinks nobody's going to talk about it, which we all know in Big Brother, everything gets out, that Hira and Brooke are just pawns, and the real game is we all have to use the veto to backdoor Michael, which... Okay, smart plan-ish, because you want to, you know, you're targeting a big player, but Michael has been picking up on this, and Michael is playing really smart, and he's like, hang on a second, even though everyone's lying and saying, yeah, the plan is to backdoor Min Lee, I know the plan is to backdoor me, and he's gaming his way around the house, trying to convince people not to use the veto, he's also trying to uh, get good social relationships, just in case he goes on the block. What do you think about Chris's nominations for Hira and Brooke, and like his fake plan to backdoor Min Lee, and the real plan? which is somewhat secret, to backdoor Michael. Honestly, I just think that he's just sharing too much information with too many people and too many people are talking about it. Like, the whole house is talking about it. And from experience, I know about backdoor plans that it'll blow up in your face quick if you tell the wrong person. True, and backdoors don't really work at the very beginning of the game. There's just too many people there and too many people talking, like you said, doesn't effectively pull off a good backdoor. Having that plan at the start of the week, from what we know, it is just back and forth, back and forth the whole week. People are changing their minds. Come Thursday, he might want to backdoor somebody else. It's too early to know. Exactly. And really what it's causing is just more panic and controversy amongst all the house guests, which caused all of them to ultimately just really not like Chris even more. Which brings us to our next player, and that is Kyle. Kyle, the guy who is broing down hard with Chris. <laughs> Kyle, my man, I really, really liked you watching your interviews with Ika. I, you were like my fourth pick, basically. And kind of watching the live feeds and seeing how he's talking to people, talking about people. I think he really needs to start watching what he's saying because Canada's not going to like him. And he might have a lot of hate. He's gaming very hard, very fast. It's entertaining to watch. Very entertaining to watch, for sure. But I'm sensing a very, like, Kenny Brain, Greg from, like, season uh, three or two, I forgot, uh, three, where it's, like, game, game, game right away. Yeah. But it might blow up in his face. Yeah, like, there's a little blow up with Min Lee. Like, it was definitely entertaining, but... I've just heard him talk behind closed doors about Ange and uh, telling you Canada's not going to like it. Which also is something to think about because Canada has a lot of say in this game as compared to, say, American Big Brother. What's to say there's no Canada vote down the line with maybe nominating two people? If you're not that likable person, he's going to struggle a bit. So if you could get in Kyle's ear right now for two minutes, you can't tell him directly like very sensitive game talk, but you could like seriously encourage him to do A, B, and C. What would it be? Kyle has a very good social game, and I do think he's definitely a likable guy. I think he just needs to lay low a little bit and not go too hard, but it's harder said than done because when I was in there, I was just full board all the time. So I just think he needs to watch what he's saying and not share too much information. Like if him and Chris got a thing, don't be spreading it around the whole house. Just keep that to yourself. You can still go and socialize with everybody else, but keep your information to yourself. And with that, I mean, at least people will get more of a trust thing. It'll be like, okay, I told this to Kyle. I know Kyle won't go and say it to someone else because Kyle has been sewering Chris hard. People talk quick in that house, and the second you say something to somebody, they're running and telling somebody else, and it just gets around quick. So you have to be very careful what you say in the house. Which brings us to our next player, and that is your East Coaster, Vanessa. Hey! <laughs> I don't know what to say because I haven't seen much of Vanessa on the live feeds. Uh, we haven't seen much of Vanessa 
on the episodes yet either. It's the first few episodes. It takes time to uh, sort of warm up and whatnot. I've kind of been watching her a little bit on the feeds. I honestly think Vanessa is in a very, very good spot right now. There's no heat. Nobody's talking about putting Vanessa up. She's just been in the shadows, and that's where you want to be. She's very likable. I think everybody do like her, so I think she's in a great spot and just keep doing what she's doing, and she's obviously going to go far. So you're saying just keep laying low because eventually what happens, Adam, I notice with these lay low kind of people is if you don't make those good, genuine social relationships, but more of the I'm going to lay low and let things happen for a reason relationships, eventually they get picked off like around jury time. Is there anything she needs to start doing now, though, to be like, you know what? Sure, those loud mouths are going to be picked off, but I need to solidify more of an alliance or I need to be close with this person. I think she's really close with Kyle. I think Kyle like is her guy. She is going around. She is building things. I'm not 100% if she's in any alliances right now, but if she can kind of solidify something with, you know, maybe Kyle and a couple other people that's going to have her back like the situation, she'll be in a very good spot. Because I would hate to see it just being like those one-off conversations where it's like, yeah. hey, are we good? We good? Okay, you're good. All right. Yeah, those conversations never work out. <laughs> no, they don't. I've had many of those conversations and then like, <laughs> The very next minute, I hear that this person's talking shit about me. Honestly, I think people lied the most to you in BBCan7. Everybody <laughs> lied to me. Everybody. Everybody hated me besides you guys. You guys didn't even like me. <laughs> the pretty boys were just really scared. It was actually really difficult to try and get your name out of people's mouths. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the first two weeks. I remember talking with Kiki and Esty, and they're like, they were so upset that I just didn't want Adam out the house. And I was like trying to explain to them, I'm like, Adam will most definitely win HOH. So if we can guarantee that one person will always win HOH, why don't we become friends with them? They're like, no, no, we have to take him out. It was so hard to protect your name. Looking back on my season, I understand 1000% why everybody wanted me out, why nobody liked me because, you know, I made that alliance with you guys and I liked you guys. And Samantha, that was it. I didn't really talk to anybody. I didn't open up to anybody. I was very narrow-minded. I won competitions. I had my guys. I had my girl. I didn't care about anybody else. So I can understand that why that these people were like, we need to get them out. You know, I barely had conversations with anybody. It's not that people didn't like you. People liked you, Adam. It was more the people were just scared of you. Like, there was no beating you. It was literally, when you play in a comp against Adam, you're just basically playing for second place. <laughs> Like, come on, man. You know? I asked, Chris is obviously on a high horse right now. He just won that mental competition, and now he's HOH. I think he could do some damage in this season if he stays in the game. So to finalize thoughts with Vanessa, should she be doing anything with Chris right now? Oh, yes, yes. I actually seen that Vanessa was up in Chris's room, and, and they were getting all hyped, and they were talking about how they're going to run this season. So I'm not sure if there's something solidified there, but they seemed like they were pretty tight. Now, Vanessa was also chosen as one of the people for the veto. So we have Hira and Brooke who are on the block. Should Vanessa be showing loyalty to Chris and be using the veto to backdoor Michael, should she win the veto? Or should she be throwing the veto? Her best pet right now is not winning because there's just so much going on and everybody expects the veto to be used. That just puts her in a bad situation if she uses it. Brooke might say she's going to get mad at Vanessa. Yeah. Vanessa's going to get tangled into like a cobweb of Big Brother drama that she has absolutely no business in being a part of. Which brings us to our next player, Angie. So Angie from Winnipeg. I've not really followed up much on what Angie's been doing. The episodes haven't shown too much. Obviously, she's not on the block. I don't think she's on the radar exactly. Although, eh, she was a little bit on the radar. What are we thinking about Angie? I haven't really seen much of her. I've heard a bunch of people talk about her. I don't know what her situation is. I think she was targeted because she wasn't cooking or cleaning, which is like that's like so first week HOH when you're the HOH the first week yeah. you'll target someone because they tie their shoelaces wrong <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> did you eat all the cookies what yeah. the hell man <laughs> don't play pranks on the first week man that's a one way ticket out of the BB can house yeah so Kyle's obviously not a fan of Angie? No, I don't think Kyle's a fan of Angie. I've kind of heard him talking about how she performed in like the HOH and I know the evictors were kind of saying that they weren't really going for Angie or whatever. I haven't seen too much of her yet. Can't really judge. 
So with Angie then, what would you suggest that she do right now? Because we really don't have much info on her. Is it sort of like Angie, you know, hey, maybe try to like make up your differences with Kyle, maybe like stroke his ego a little bit because you know that's what he needs? I don't think she knows right now that Kyle doesn't like her. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think maybe if she can get tight with Jamar and Sheldon and Suzanne, I think that would probably be her best bet right now. Which is something Suzanne is doing really well at, by the way. We're going to get to Suzanne in a bit. She's like having conversations with everyone. We're going to talk also very quickly about our draft. I know you really wanted Sheldon. I did. I took Sheldon right away. But one of my draft picks, self-evicted, another draft pick is HOH and is potentially targeting a third draft pick. That's karma for picking my man, bro. (laughs) Who's in your draft again? Who do you have? I have Suzanne, John Luke. Brooke and Carol, yes. So I, I'm sitting pretty right now. <laughs> pretty much. So what are we thinking with Angie? Are you maybe suggesting that she like be a bit more self-aware of the different conversations happening in the house? If I were her, I would try to just pick a couple people to get super close with and try to build something, then maybe gain some more information. But like I said, I... I haven't seen her much on the live feeds. I haven't seen her in the show, so I don't really know what she knows or who she's with. And it's always going to be hard the very first week, you know, sort of gauging exactly how the players are playing. So this is more of like fluff and fun rather than like hard game talk. We'll go on to our next player, and that is your boy and mine. Sheldon. Sheldon, Shelly, Shelly. What are we thinking about Sheldon? I think he's playing really, really well. However, I think Michael is on to him. Michael is on to him hard. I think he's in a really good spot, man. I, I think... Chris kind of feels like he has Sheldon in the bro thing, which is great. Sheldon has something with Brooke, Suzanne, and Carol, which I don't think anybody would suspect at all. And from Jamar talking to the cameras, that he has a final two with Jamar. I guess that they want to make history. And they have a final three with two of them and Suzanne. So... Sheldon's in a great place right now. He's doing exactly what he should be doing, and that is not being too invasive, but he's inserting himself into all sorts of different group conversations, which is what you need to do. One-on-one conversations, terrible. Group conversations, incredible. Yes, yes. I've heard a couple of the girls kind of talking about him when he's not around, and like they all seem to love him, so he's in a good spot. Which is good. If he goes in the block, he'll have the votes. The issue is Michael thinks that Sheldon is incredibly suspicious. He's like, oh my God, he's liked by everybody. How is that good for our games? Which, you know what? So true. But the problem is, if Sheldon keeps playing this amazing game, it's all really just talk. Honestly, I hope Michael just keeps on to Sheldon. Like, I want to see a little bit of drama this season. I want to see the boys kind of go at each other. Give the fans what they want. <laughs> they need to make up for last season. Yeah, you got the pretty boys last season. You're not getting any alliance that lasts more than three <laughs> days this season. So what do we think about Sheldon in so far as game? Is he just doing exactly what he's doing? He's got it all down pat? Or is there anything he should pad to his game? Should he be pulling back a bit? What should he be doing? I think he's doing a great job right now. And if he has a chance to win HOH, next week, I would go for it because he just has so many people on his side right now. I don't think there's anything he's going to do in his HOH that everybody's not going to back him up on. And that's what you want when you're HOH. Like you don't want to make a decision based on yourself and then everybody hates you because of it. The only thing is if he won an HOH so early, would everything just not untangle? You know me, I want to win. And I think that if he has a chance to get some power, which could be a physical competition and he probably has a good chance of winning, I would definitely go for it because someone like Michael wins, which he's probably going to gun for, they're going to probably want to get Sheldon No, and you don't want that early on in the game. Which brings us to our next person, and that is one of Sheldon's friends in the house. I guess everyone is Sheldon's friends, but yeah. somebody who's a bit suspicious of Sheldon, and that is Michael. Yeah. Michael is the Marine guy. The Marine, the actual Marine. The actual, he's a reservist? I'm not, I'm not sure what he, he's, he's something in the army, or he's telling everyone he does yoga, and then... <laughs> yeah, he, he says like he's a yoga pro. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then you put him in a room with Madeline for like, you know, two he's minutes. Actually, she bats her eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, she bats her eyelashes like, oh, actually, I was in the military. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta love the two of them. Honestly, I saw them in like the room together and I was like, production, just cut the feeds, let them know the feeds are cut, lock the doors, shut the lights, let them have their fun. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna have a little showmance this year, for sure. All in good time and all organically. So we love Michael. What do we think about Michael's game exactly? I'm actually starting to like Michael a lot ever since I've been watching. Uh, I think he's he has a good knowledge of the game. I think his alliance with the evictors is great. 
but I think he needs to branch out to other people. And from what I'm hearing from other house guests is those four evictors are secluding themselves from everybody else. And that's going to be a big no-no because if everybody sees them as a four, they're going to go after them. So I think he needs to just branch out a little bit to other players and uh, try to form something else. Which is very interesting because right away, we're in the first week still, and people already know about the evictors as the four, whatever. They know that those four are an alliance. The pretty boys, nobody knew we were an alliance until, okay. I'm telling you, Mark, it's never, ever going to happen again. Mark my words. There's so many alliances. and Oh, they're talking about the six and the four and everybody's talking about it because everybody is just sharing too much information we would go days i wouldn't even be around you guys we would just pass by we had a little code it's gonna rain we'd meet up what's up who we victim this okay bye see you in a couple days that's it nobody knew and even when people did know they didn't do nothing about it they done nothing about it <laughs> <laughs> and even when people had a suspicion, nobody for the life of them would assume, yeah, they knew about you and Dane that were really close. And then later on, people were like, okay, you know what? Anthony might also be in on this. Nobody for the life of them thought I was part of that alliance. No, too. no, no. And like even Chelsea saw, I guess she's seen all of us do like the little hand single. You know, she had a chance to blow us up. And she never. She came up to me before the eviction ceremony. She's like, listen, Adam, I respect your game. I want you to win. I'm not going to say anything. Like, thank you, Chelsea, for doing that. But, you know, if, if I was in her situation going out the door, man, I would be sharing that information hard. Well, you know what? It was a very pretty thing that we experienced. And I'm hoping that everyone listening to this gets slightly offended because this will be going on Reddit soon. <laughs> And we all know how much Reddit loves the pretty boys. Yeah. Okay. So Michael, he's gaming his way around the house. I do like a good conversation he had with Maddie. So Maddie is playing in the veto and he's trying to tell Maddie and be like, yo, you can't use the veto because if you do, you know, like I might go up, we're in big danger. Maddie's probably going to throw it. She doesn't want to get between him and Chris. But then he goes over to Sheldon, who he doesn't trust, like right after the conversation and he tells Sheldon, he's like, yeah, I, t I totally told her to go use it in case she wins to go do this backdoor Min Lee plan. And I just lost it. I was laughing. I'm like, <laughs> he just like flicked <laughs> off from one side to the other in like the matter of seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love Brooke to win and take herself off. If we get a big backdoor on the first week, oh my God. It's going, to, it's going to be a good season. We were talking about this because the evictors, and the evictors not doing the greatest job at staying quiet and subtle. However, it feels like Michael is doing all of the work. Rianne, I don't see, she was talking with Chris for hours today. Yeah, I've seen that, but yeah, I, I don't really see Rianne doing too much game-wise. That's who I wanted to move on to next, was one of uh, Michael's fellow evictors, and that is Rianne. And what are we thinking about Rianne? You know, I haven't, again, like, I haven't seen too much of her no, honestly, I haven't really seen too much of her. I think, yeah, it's great that she got this to Victor's Alliance, but everybody knows about it, so she might be in a little bit of danger. I think if people are going to go after the Victors, they're probably going to go after Michael first, because he's like the big dog. So she might be in a good place, but I haven't really seen her a whole lot on the feed. Interestingly enough, Michael said to the Victors, we should stop trusting Rianne so much. She might be slipping. Slipping the who? Well, if you think about it, like, she was spending a lot of time with Chris in the HOH room, and it's like, hang on a second. Yeah, I guess I remember that conversation. She was like, yeah, like, I got your back, you got my back. Chris was kind of giving her those eyes, those big, beady eyes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that, man, but I guess he's trying to transform her brain, maybe? Very possibly. I'd love to see some brain transformation. So, Rianne, uh, yeah, again, like, it's also only the first week, but I feel like what the game has done to her right now is she's put herself very much in like a backseat situation where she's having these quick one-off conversations like I did, you know, with people being like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. I got you. You got me totally trust, but not having actual conversations. And that's where the real trust develops is from real genuine conversation. It could be about hockey. It could be about hypnotism. It could be what, about the price of tea on China. It doesn't have a lot of substance to it. So what do you suggest for Rianne to sort of improve her social standing in the house and just, you know, m avoid from her being like an easy pickings in three, four weeks? I watched her and Kyle's man, like a really long conversation about life. And, 
You know, I think she just needs to keep doing what she's doing with, with that with other people and just letting people get to know her more a little bit. I think the Victors are going to have her back. She is in a good spot. I think she'll be all right. For sure. She'll definitely be all right for a few weeks. It'll be good to see during these next few weeks, though, how she gets along with the other uh, house guests. Which brings us to Min Lee. Min Lee. At first, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this girl. But honestly, her and Jamar, I love it. I love it. And she's there to play. She's not there to fuck around. And she speaks her mind. I really like her. I honestly think her and Jamar are probably going to be Canada's favorite if they stick in the house. She does have a lot of heat on her right now. She's kind of got a little bit of drama with the girls. She had that little blow up with Kyle. Like, there's a lot of heat on her right now, but she's doing well, I think. What do you think about um, the fact that she actually campaigned a bit for Nico to stay? Yeah, like that was probably not her smartest thing to just come in the room like that and, and tell like five people was in there and they were all like Suzanne's people. That probably wasn't the best thing. So now, now there's like kind of eyes on her. She should have just laid low the first week. You don't go do that. Right. She went into the DR and she said about how she wanted to mix things up and watch the big brother be like, you know, the standard, let's get rid of this person. Let's mix things up a bit, which was kind of interesting. I think she was probably threatened by Suzanne because Suzanne was head to head with her in that competition. And maybe she just wanted to get her out. What would you suggest for Min Lee? I mean, at this point, if I was able to get into Min Lee's ear, I'd be like, honestly, you're very entertaining. Canada loves you right now for the drama you're bringing but you just have to tone it back two steps. If Jamar is trying to like make advances at you, you don't have to accept the advances. You don't know you don't have to kiss anyone, you don't have to do, <laughs> but you at least have to lead him on to believe that something could happen. Manipulate his brain, play with him a bit, all right? Because if you do that, he will 1000% want to keep you in the house even more. But if you keep pushing him away, and it's it's almost like a give and go. I'm not sure if Minley actually likes Jamar or is just entertaining herself with Jamar because she doesn't like him. It's kind of hard in that house because alliances form quick and there's so much already established right now and she's kind of like on the outside and she's already being talked about and I think that within the next few weeks her name is always going to come up as somebody that's potentially going home or on the block because it's just easy to point the finger at her because there's already so much heat on her. It's going to be hard for her to pull herself out of this right now if you could get in her ear for like two minutes what would you be telling her to do people are loving watching her go around and start all this drama i'm just thinking back on like an evil dick kind of season where everybody hated him and i feel like she got the potential to probably do that and people are going to get annoyed with her i would just keep doing what she's doing canada's gonna love it <laughs> so she'll get called back for an all-star season for entertainment value but uh, Matt, I'm, I'm telling you if, if she just keeps going hard in the paint and doing what she's doing and everybody hates her yeah 100 percent. she probably would get called back for her all-stars the only problem is if she doesn't form anything strong with anybody else it'll just be one of those things where it's like all right let's get rid of her especially especially with the girls because maddie is not a fan i seen two of them kind of talking this morning she sat maddie down and i guess she was apologizing but i don't think she's too tight with any of the girls right now to be honest no i think it's just mark and kiki of season seven with jamar <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually I'm loving watching two of these together. It's it's great, and I hope they stick in the game. If you get a chance, you watch the live feeds. The conversations between me and Kiki were just absolutely awkward <laughs> as all shit last season, but they were actually hilarious to watch. Yeah, they were very very funny, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm Minley. She definitely needs to use Jamar. I think she got jealous or something when Suzanne was kind of talking to Jamar and like I think she went up to Suzanne saying that like Jamar is a snake and all this thing I think she shouldn't be doing that because Jamar is probably her closest person in the house right now absolutely like she should be stroking Jamar's ego left right and center talking shit behind his back to Suzanne which is probably going to get back to him I don't think it's going to go well with, with him Absolutely. Which brings us to our next player, and that is Suzanne's best friend, Jamar. Jamar. You feel me, bro? <laughs> they like to call him Jammers in the house. Jammers, man. I love this guy. Honestly, like, I have nothing bad to say about him, man. I honestly just love him. He is cocky as all hell, but he comes off in an entertaining way. If there was a favorite house guest, he's definitely 
going to get that 1,000%. I think he's in a very good place right now with Suzanne and Sheldon. It seems like everybody loves him. Yeah, he's in a good spot. He's always on. So in entertainment value, like even I was watching him in the Expedia Lounge and he was wrestling with all the house guests. And I actually saw this really cute moment with him and Min Lee where he's like, yo, I want to wrestle you. Come on, wrestle me, Min Lee. And she's like, I can't. It's going to get too physical. Yeah, he's a funny dude, man. I watched him this morning kind of getting up in a bed. and He has a mouth on him, that's for sure. You know, he said a couple of things and the, the feeds went down pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 Jamar for you. Okay, a few things about Jamar. First of all, shout out because I followed him on Twitter before he even got on the show and he was talking about it today on the feeds. But Jamar, what slightly concerns me is that he is flirting with like all the girls. I think that might get old very quickly. What do you think? I don't think so, because I think everybody sees Jamar as Jamar. He's just a flirty person. He's probably flirting with the guys. It's just who he is, and he's very funny. I don't think he's going to rub anybody the wrong way. Like, his flirting is kind of funny. Do you feel me? If I took a shot for every time you feel me, I'd be dead. Oh, my God. I've seen that. Yeah. Every time Jamar says you feel me, you have to take a shot. We'd be dead, for sure. I think, Adam, you'd probably survive. If that was like an HOH comp, I think you might survive. Us newfies, we like to drink. This is very true. So, Jamar, any final thoughts? Like, what would you say to him if you, like, just keep doing what you're doing? Is he playing really well? I think you just keep doing what he's doing, man. I think he's in a very good spot, and I think he's going top five. Is he good with the boys, though? Like, what's his uh, alignment with, like, Chris and Sheldon and, like, Michael and Kyle? He's good with Sheldon. Kira, two of them are kind of tight a little bit. It seems like, obviously, he's close with Min Lee, but it almost looks like he's a bit on the outside like he's having good social individual social relationships with everyone but not actually in full-on alliances but he is close with Suzanne as well which actually brings us to our next player and that is Suzanne and holy Hannah my god turkey and spice and everything nice can you believe the way Suzanne is playing right now Suzanne's going top three Mark my words, top three. She's playing a great game. I am definitely 1,000% team Suzanne. She was one of my top picks. She has an amazing social game right now. I think everybody in the house likes her, maybe not Min Lee. She's doing great, and she just keeps doing what she's doing. Do you know why I think she's playing so great? I think she was thrown into the game right away. As soon as Canada told her, hey, we don't like you, she's like, shoot, this is not like a summer camp. I need to get my butt off this couch, and I got to start playing. And she started playing right away instead of other players who, oh, I didn't get nominated this week, or I didn't get nominated the second week. Oh, my God, I'm playing such a great game. No, you're not playing such a great game. And the only reason you didn't get nominated is because there's louder mouths than you, and eventually it's going to get down to you. She's actively playing the game. I actually had the chance to talk with her before she went in the Big Brother house. And uh, from what I know, I think she's been trying out for a few years. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the conversation we had. And she really loves this game. And she's not in there to fuck around. Like, she wants to win. She wants to make a presence. She's going to play. I think she knows the game inside and out. And she's doing a great job. Honestly, before the game started, I got, like, massive Samantha vibes from her. Sorry, Samantha, but if there was no Saddam, I think Sam would have had everybody wrapped around her fingers because she is so social. Everybody loves her. She probably would have gotten a lot closer with more of the girls, more of the guys, and she would have went far. Personally, I'm putting Sam in a contender for all-star status because I think she does have what it takes to pull off an amazing repeat season. Let's be real. If Suzanne was in our season, I'm pretty sure the pretty boys would have done the job just fine. Sorry, Suzanne. (laughs) Yeah, she's in a great place right now. I think she's doing good. And I honestly hope her, Sheldon, and Jamar are like legit on that final three because they can do damage. But she's also very close with Brooke, and she's very close with Carol. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned about that final three because there's so many alliances happening so quickly. It actually is really hard to follow on the live feeds. Suzanne is like in an alliance of six. She's close with Brooke. She's close with Jamar. She's close with Hira. She's close with Carol. She's close with Kyle. She's close with Sheldon. Vanessa, oh my God. I'm pretty sure she's close with the refrigerator too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's doing good. Just keep the information to herself. I think she got a little heated there when she walked in and everyone told her that Min Lee was kind of campaigning against her. And from experience, I'm definitely a little hot-headed. 
And you, uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to let people see you blow up. Yeah, Suzanne's playing a great game. I agree with you. I don't think there's much more I would tell Suzanne. Honestly, like, just you go, girl. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see how the coming weeks take place. Which brings us to our next player, and that is Hira. Hira is actually on the block. Hira is one of Anthony's picks. If you're unfamiliar, by the way, go to my Twitter, The Mark D Show, and you'll see uh, pinned to the very top of the page our pretty boy draft and uh, you'll see our picks so Hira is on the block what are we thinking about Hira it's not looking good for him man honestly if you don't pull out this veto win I don't think people are going to keep him over Brooks um so it's it'd be shitty to, to kind of get evicted first but um yeah I think he needs he definitely needs to pull this win out so the thing about Hira is his like goal before coming into the game was to create trust with everybody. I love that idea about him. The vibes I got right away, and I said this in the cast assessment, is he seems a little bit too nice. Like a little bit, ah, oh, peaches and roses. And it's like, ugh, peaches and roses don't win this game. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Thorns and daggers win this game. And yeah, against Brooke, that's not a good play. But there is this big backdoor plan in play. And obviously, he has a 20% chance of winning the veto just by being one of the five in it. What is, you and your percentages, it just reminds me about when we were in our season and we were like, yeah, like, there's like a 10% chance that Mark's going to blah, 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 blah. Like, he's going <laughs> to. You and your numbers, man. I remember when I first met you and you're like, you start going on about numbers and this and that. I'm like, man, this guy is a genius. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I should not have done that. <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, like, yeah, fuck Mark. It's like, okay, we're done with this guy. <laughs> All in good fun. So with Hira, he is creating good relationships, but I think he's playing a very backseat role as opposed to Brooke, who's taking a bit more of a head-on approach. So if it was down to here and Brooke, Brooke is most likely staying. My question is, is the veto going to get used? Realistically, Chris really wants it used, and Vanessa will probably use it to please Chris. Maddie's not going to win it. Vanessa probably will even throw it. I don't see Vanessa or Madeline using it. So what's the percentage now? we got three out of five. <laughs> Six, 60%. <laughs> 60% chance the veto's going to be used and Michael will be going home. Or Min Lee. Who knows? So the thing is, does Michael get put up? Because Chris has been pretty dead set on this whole, we're just telling everyone it's Min Lee, but really it's Michael that's going up. Let's say Brooke wins the veto or Brooke gets pulled off and Michael does does get put up. Does Michael go home against Hira? I still think no. I think that would be Chris's worst move of the season because Michael is a very likable guy and he has his evictors and they also have their people and I think that it's going to be hard to send him home. I think his best bet if he wants to do a backdoor would be Min Lee because it would be a 13 nothing vote, whatever the numbers are. He wouldn't be pissing off too many people any much more than he's already pissed off people in the house for just whatever being HOH, which is good because Michael realizes this and he realizes that, you know what? There's a good chance I could go up. I need to game hard and make sure that everybody likes me. Here's the thing, though. Let's say Hira wins the veto and now it's Michael versus Brooke who goes home. I don't know. Now we're in trouble. Now it's going to be like a big campaign. And Brooke has been waiting a long time to get in this game. And she's not going down without a fight. And I think she has a lot of people on her back. You know, we might have another uh, Mackie Kira vote going down. Ultimately, for fans, if they want the ultimate Big Brother experience, Hira, they should be rooting for to win veto. Because if Michael goes up against Brooke, it's going to be a campaign. Oh, yeah. Big time. And Brooke will automatically have Hira's vote. Brooke will have Sheldon's vote for sure. Carol, Suzanne. Vanessa. Kyle. Jamar. Michael will have the evictors. I think Michael will be going home. (laughs) So, yeah. Hira winning, not good for Michael. But other than that... Michael looks like he might be okay. So final thoughts for Hira. Is there anything you would tell him if you could get in his ear, aside from just, hey man, win that veto? What other suggestions would you give him? Be like, yo man, you got to do this, you got to do that. I think he needs to get a solid group of people together right now. I think he needs to pick one person that's going to be loyal to him, get close with that person, and try to build an alliance. I don't think he's in anything right now, is he? Not really. You don't want to be the outcast, because if you continue to just be this person that is just kind of there, being nice to everybody, you're going to be somebody that is going to be going up on the block multiple times, and you don't want that. 
Yes. So that brings us to the other person on the block, and that is Brooke. What do we think about Brooke? I actually, I'm kind of liking Brooke. I think she's in a good spot right now. She has a couple of alliances going on with her, Carol, Suzanne, Jamar. She's close with the girls, and I, I think she's doing good. I think she's playing the game right. I agree. Brooke is doing pretty well. She admitted that she was a huge fan of the live feeds, and she understood how much downtime there is. She's a big brother fan from the start, loves the show. It's good, but she understands how intense and deceiving this game is now. And now's the time to see. She's on the block, and can she pull this off? Which is something I've noticed. If you look at the past seasons, Adam, every single person who has survived week one, like the person who did not get evicted, always goes far. In our season, Damien. In the season before, it was Ali. Ali went pretty far. Season five was Dimitri. He went all the way to the end. Season four, Kelsey. Kelsey was on the block. She went to final two. It's something about being that first survivor. You do pretty well, which could be said the same about Suzanne as well. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you get thrust into game mode so quickly. You're like, shoot, I really need to play. I think she'll be all right. I think she's going to go far. Yes. Brooke is going to do all right. Is there anything she should or should not be doing? Is there things that's kind of worrisome? Nothing yet. She has a solid group. I think just stick to those people, stay loyal, and campaign your ass off if you don't win that veto. Which brings us to our next player, and that is Carol. What do we think about Carol? She's definitely trying to fit in. I know she is a little bit older than everybody else. It might be a little harder for her to relate to all these younger 20-year-olds. She does have that solid group. That was Sheldon and Suzanne and Brooke, and I think she just needs to kind of stick to that. I think she's in a good spot. Nobody's really talking about her, so that's what you want. You you don't want people talking about you. She is the older person of the season, and the fact that she's not up as a target for nomination right away, that's good. She needs to get past those first few weeks of, ooh, she's the old person, let's get rid of her. If she can get rid of that stigma, she'll be doing very well. I totally agree, and uh, I don't think she's going to be on the radar next week or the next week after that. She's definitely a very likable person. Is there anything you would suggest for Carol, like any last tips or any like quick tidbits of maybe try this or try to get in close or avoid this? Maybe just not run with information so fast. She's kind of close to Suzanne, but you know, the second Min Lee said something, she was just sporting it out in front of everybody, and sharing information like that in front of a big group, people are going to talk about it, so maybe just keep information to yourself, or maybe she could have pulled Suzanne aside by herself and told her that information, not in front of everybody. So should Carol be winning this veto? Should she be throwing the veto? I wouldn't even try to win it. Yeah. It's going to boil down to just letting Brooke or Hero win it. Yeah, yeah. None of the three people, Vanessa, Maddie, or Carol, actually worry about going home. And if Maddie really likes Michael, she should be fighting for it, but I don't think she will. No. Let's go. We've got two more, and that is John Luke. What do we think about John Luke? John Luke could be a little bit of a Daner's five. <laughs> He is giving me a 100% Daner's vibe. Yeah, I think he's, uh, I think everybody loves him. He's going to be very entertaining. It's funny. He's goofy. He has that Vickers Alliance spot. Same thing with Michael. I think he needs, just needs to branch out. He can't be stuck in that four because they're going to be a target eventually. Yeah, and what I'm seeing also is like he really isn't going out that much more and solidifying anything. He's really just sort of sticking with the evictors. The evictors, if they truly have made their symbol with the X and the two fingers, they need to like piece the F out and not hang out with each other for the next 30 days. Yeah, because they're going to be coming the evictees, not the evictors. (laughs) Very, very quickly. Adam, did we even talk the first three weeks? We did a little bit. We were like paranoid to even be around each other. We weren't hanging out, man. I was like hanging out with Chelsea and Sam and Kira a lot. Damien was just hanging out with Estee, Damien. You were just kind of just walking around the house talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was prepping I was my days. I was wondering, what is he doing? What is he talking about? And then later on, I found out you're, you're doing your little song, which is very, very impressive. If, if anybody haven't heard this, you should definitely post a link on your Twitter and let people see that. I definitely will. I, yeah, I'm excited to see if anybody could pull off 62 days of a rhyme. Definitely not. Genius. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So John Luke, Cliff Notes are he needs to branch out. He's got the lovable vibe. That's fine. But that's only going to hold him for a few weeks before people realize, hang on a second. You haven't really made any connections with anyone else. And uh, you're in big doggy doo-doo. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Just definitely branch out. Everybody's going to love him. And if he can use that to his advantage and make sure everybody loves him, he's going to be sitting pretty. But if he just sticks within that group, he's not going to be looking pretty. 
And then finally, our very last player, and that is Maddie. Maddie is going to be causing trouble. <laughs> I, I, I can almost see it. I think the boys are going to be fighting over her, and she's just going to be sitting back, batting her eyelashes. I think she's doing good. Maddie threw me off because when I saw her in the bio interview, I was thinking to myself right away, mm, I'm getting a bit of SD vibes. I'm thinking there's not a lot going to be here in the way of game. And sure enough, she's talking game. She's talking game. She's not fucking around. I seen her this morning with Min Lee, letting her have it. Like, Min Lee was apologizing, but she was like, you know, he came in here hard. He thinks she's been saying Min Lee's bullying her, maybe. But Chris likes her. Who else likes her? All the guys in the house like her. If she can manage to use that to her advantage and, like, get the guys to battle between each other for her, that's her best scenario. Yeah, I mean, she could be the crack between the guys. Sam almost broke up the pretty boys even when she was in the jury. <laughs> That's the effect she had on the pretty boys. The Sam effect of the season. With Maddie, though, do you see any growth outside the evictors? She obviously had her little spat with Minley and then made up. And then, yeah, she likes Chris and Chris likes her, but Michael's in the way and, you know, all these things. What should Maddie be doing? Because she can't just be hanging around the evictors and she can't just be like BSing with Kyle. Like, what should she be doing? I think I would try to build something with Chris, Vanessa, maybe get closer to other girls besides Rianne. Honestly, there's a lot of powerhouses in this season of women. I feel like if they can get a group of girls together, they can definitely do damage in this season. I mean, hey, if all it takes is for Maddie to realize that Chris likes her, Michael likes her the guys like her and she should be you know like like leading all the guys on to believe that they yeah. are the number one in her heart and that she'll just then she'll just go to the next guy like that that screws with your head yeah, and they she can definitely like play them against each other just being like listen i was kind of chatting with this guy and he's talking smash about you that's just gonna get the guy fuming and if she figures that out in the game, she can definitely go far with that. Okay, so to wrap it all up, we're going to do just a few questions, the rapid fire, and that is, overall, who is playing the best game after week one? Suzanne. Who needs to most improve after week one? Kyle. Okay, and who surprised you the most from pregame interviews to week one in the house? Minley. And who least surprised you, as in your interview matches exactly who you are? Vera. Adam, this wraps it up. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. It was a lot of fun, man. Anytime you want to do this again, I'm definitely down. But I do think that the Pretty Boys need a podcast. we got to get that on the go soon. Well, I'm very down to host something like that. I want the Pretty Boys to have a podcast. It is so hard to get all four of us on the phone. I know. But know, uh, when we could, even like one episode or two episodes, it would be so, so cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, have a good one, brother. Cheers. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Bye. Radio, this wraps up another episode, episode 10 to be exact, of the Mark D Show. And a big thank you for listening. If you're new to my podcast, make sure to check out my other episodes by following me on social media, the Mark D Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll find all the links over there. Also, search the Mark D Show in Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, whichever one you use, and the link will pop up right there. Hit subscribe and you'll get the notification right away when the new episode comes out. So overall, what do you think of BBCan8 so far? Message me on Instagram, The Mark D Show, and uh, we'll chat about it. And make sure to also follow Adam Pike on Instagram at AdamPike444. He's a personal trainer too. So the best way to get into shape for the Big Brother game, and we all know how much endurance you need for a game like this, is to follow his workout plan. Now, coming up next Sunday, we'll chat with another pretty boy, Anthony Douglas, a.k.a. Dougielicious, about the second week of the show and his thoughts on each player and what they need to do in order to improve their game. A new episode every Sunday of The Mark D Show. We'll see you next week.